There is a bad four-letter word plaguing your workplace emails and chats that you didn't even know was bad. This is the huge no-no that no one told you about. And he's got a five-letter friend he likes to hang out with. Listen up to find out if these two saboteurs are secretly sabotaging your career. Welcome to the Burt Force Podcast. Our show helps active duty military spouses plan virtual careers. Each week, we'll be uncovering the secrets of virtual work to help get you hashtag hired. If you want income sustainable from anywhere in the world, this is the show for you. We are bringing you everything from juicy job opportunities to advice on how to glow up for a virtual interview. And now, let's meet our host. She's the change maker responsible for getting over 700 military spouses hashtag hired and making a $15 million impact in the military community. Burt Force founder, professional speaker, remote staff augmentation specialist, visionary. Here's our host, Kimber Hill. Hey, VertForce fam, it's your host, Kimber Hill. In this series, we've been discussing words that show up in your email and chat mechanisms at work that are truly sabotaging your career. Last week, we discussed overusing the phrase, I'm sorry, and the word sorry, and how cutting it out of your vocabulary can lead you to a more equal footing among your colleagues. This week, we're covering a few others. Let's start with an ugly four-letter word that I bet you didn't know was plaguing your email and chat. What is it? It's the word just, and it can show up in places like, I just wanted to, I just meant, I'm just checking, just, 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 just. Do you find yourself using this word a lot? For example, I just wanted to check on those deliverables, or I just wanted to send you a friendly reminder, dot, dot, dot. You know, a good friend opened my eyes to this one last year and told me that women are actually much more likely to use this ugly four-letter word more than men because we often feel that our queries and touch bases are a bit of a nuisance. So hang in there for me, guys, as I explain this. Some aspects of our culture overemphasize that women should be polite and avoid speaking directly. I'm not going to open this can of worms, but I am going to say that as a result, we often find ourselves in adulthood with difficulty writing, or speaking exactly what we're thinking in the workplace. What happens? Well, we develop a crutch. And as a crutch, we lean on the word just, or the phrase I just, to tiptoe into sentences, chats, and emails we subconsciously feel that we need to soften. The problem with softening is that you might even have a great idea or leadership skill that is too subdued. 
you can't truly be taken seriously or be seen as a thought leader in your organization if your strengths have no visibility and you're constantly undermining yourself with your saboteur language. As simple as it may seem, getting more visibility starts with effective communication and eliminating I just will definitely help you get there. You see, using soft language is using fear language. It's that fear you may have gone too far, a fear that you may step on someone's toes, but the best news is that this is 100% in your head and losing the four-letter word just will only improve the way you communicate and the way that your communication is received by your colleagues and coworkers. And that's what we want. We want to project that image and project the presence of a qualified and capable team member. We can better and more effectively do that if we stop undermining ourselves. So, what are some solutions to navigate your way out of this habit? My personal strategy is to totally allow myself to write exactly what I'm thinking, regardless of whether it's wrong and has that nasty little saboteur in it or not. I don't care. I just need to get it on paper. So, for example, I just wanted to reach out and give you a heads up that I'm off work tomorrow. I did it. I made the boo-boo. I let myself do it. Now, what I'm going to do is go back and reread that sentence. I'm going to read it to myself and listen for when I made the mistake. I just wanted to reach out to give you a heads up that I'm off work tomorrow. There it is, right there in the beginning. Now I'm going to take a moment to erase that and recreate it in a way that communicates my point without throwing in fear language. Now, my sentence would look a little more like this. I'm reaching out to remind you I'm off work tomorrow. I hope you have a great day. That sends a completely different message. Let's talk about the tone between those two messages. I just wanted to reach out to give you a heads up I'm off work tomorrow. What is the underlying message there? It's sort of saying, hey, I don't know if you forgot or not, but I'm not going to be here tomorrow. That's it. Let's compare that to our new sentence. I'm reaching out to remind you I'm off work tomorrow. Hope you have a great day. This sentence is making no assumptions that you may have forgotten or not that I'm off work tomorrow. It's showing that I'm doing my due diligence as a team member to remind you regardless of whether you saw the invitation or not, and it's also extending goodwill for the next day, leaving a very comfortable impression of the sender as a resourceful, competent team member. It's direct, it's short, and it communicates a message efficiently. It doesn't feel hurried It doesn't feel like an afterthought when we use the word just. Sometimes those sentences feel like a hurried, rushed afterthought, and we don't get that when we cut it out. It makes the message more intentional when we lose the saboteur. 
When we return from this break, we'll take a look at the five-letter buddy who likes to hang out with just, and we'll review tips to improve your chat and email communications. This is Brittany and Leslie from the Mill Spouse Coffee House podcast. You're listening to the Vertforce podcast. This podcast helps you on your career journey, no matter where you are. So after you have taken that journey and you are tired and you need a laugh, come on over to Mill Spouse Coffee House where we're serving up laughs. <laughs> after you've listened to Vertforce podcast where they can help you, you can bring your resume to us and we'll give you unprofessional advice. Find the Mill Spouse Coffee House podcast on your favorite podcast playing platform. You can also visit our website at millspousecoffeehouse.com. And now back to Kimber and the Vert Force team. Need help with your resume? Vert Force has your back. Listen to our Resume Bootcamp series, which covers episodes 47 through 60 of this show. Play them in chronological order to build a winning resume tailored to the virtual job market. Resume Bootcamp also offers a subscription-based online course and private community. Learn how you can opt in to our live trainings and resume critiques at bit.ly forward slash VF hyphen BC. So I keep mentioning that the word just, J-U-S-T, has a friend he likes to hang out with. And he does. It's the word think. T-H-I-N-K. What could be wrong with think? Think is such an innovative word. It communicates brainstorming. It shows that you're actively using your noggin, right? Well, not exactly. The first phrase that may come to mind is, I just think. But listen, I'm not only talking about think and just being in the same sentence. For reasons we discussed before the break, I hope you can see why the phrase, I just think, is bad and a terrible phrase to use at work. So I'm not going to go in that direction. We're going to take this in a different direction. I'm talking about the connotations of the word think and how you can make a better selection that will support your opinions at work and not undermine them. Let me dig deeper here. This concept may be a little difficult to grasp at first. At work, you're going to be asked for your opinion, plans, and ideas a lot. And a lot of it will be over Zoom meetings, over email, and over chat. So what I want to encourage you to do is avoid the word think when you're delivering those thoughts. At work, to think means you have not quite made a decision. It means you've had an idea, but you've done no research, you've provided no expert judgment, and you're not declaring a decision-making direction to back up your idea or your proposal. For example, let's say your boss asks you, Hey you, (laughs) which of these two options would be better for our spring lineup. You might say, I think the second option. But using the word think leaves a level of uncertainty in this decision. As a manager, 
I'm looking for team members who are going to put weight and muscle behind their opinions and recommendations. A worse option might be, I think the second choice, but that's just my opinion. Whoa, that's where you see those two nasty words hang out together. Think and just. If you ever find yourself using both of these in the same sentence, you know it's a huge mistake to let that sentence escape your keyboard or escape your mouth. In this sentence, we see a lack of certainty, both with the word think, and we see a huge self-inflicted blow to your own credibility with the phrase, that's just my opinion. Emphasis on the word just. Despite the fact that you gave an answer, by saying it this way, with these words, it's as if you said nothing at all. A more solid response would be something like, I would select the second option because it's the most aligned with our spring goals. Wow, that second sentence speaks volumes about your understanding of the company, spring goals, and the logic behind why you made that decision. You see, when you're using soft language or fear language, we tend to tame or blunt what our minds are thinking. That's why it's so natural to say, I think. Instead, I want you to speak with authority and knowledge. No, your colleagues are not always going to agree with you. And no, you're not always going to be right. And that's okay. At the very least, you will make an impression as a team member who can be trusted to give an honest, well-constructed point of view. And there are responses that you can provide that don't require a definite answer because, let's be honest, sometimes we really don't know how to answer these tough questions. For example, you could answer that same question with, I can't make a solid determination with the information I have, but... Based on what I do know about our spring goals, option two looks promising. Using this phrasing will allow you to say, I don't know, without saying, I don't know, and without using those dirty little words, just and think. So, why is it important to deliver your opinions, thoughts, and ideas with certainty? I will share that the biggest pet peeve of most managers is to have team members who are not walking in ownership or who are not truly present. And let me say this too, if you're earning an income, whether it be hourly or salary, you better believe your manager expects you to bring critical thinking skills to the table. And I don't mean expected as a burden. So don't get nervous. I mean, it's celebrated It is highly anticipated and it is looked forward to for you to bring your own ideas and opinions to conversation. And it is such a letdown when the drive, ideas, and minds are blank. Think about it. How enjoyable is it for you to sit and have coffee with someone who never has anything to add to the conversation? We've all been there. 
you know that one friend or family member you have to pry or pull their teeth to get anything out of them. That's what it's like at work for many managers. Another example. Have you ever gone to a friend for advice and gotten a wishy-washy answer? Like, oh, girl, I just don't know, or, nah, man, uh, and, and your friend is just really sitting on the fence about what they think or what they want to say. Isn't it much more comforting to get a firm opinion, whether you agree with it or not? I will use the example of my mother. No matter what I'm doing or what I'm going through, I know she will always tell me exactly what she thinks. And it doesn't matter if I agree or disagree. I can always count on her to, number one, have thoroughly listened to me and evaluated what I've said. Number two, to think about my situation and how I will be impacted. And number three, give me a definite suggestion or clear feedback. When the conversation is flowing, the ideas are running, the whole team is collaborating, and everyone's choo-choo trains are rolling at a much more productive pace. My goal for you is to rise to this occasion, walk in ownership, and set that personal standard. You should seek to communicate with excellence and authority. So omitting think and just from your vocabulary will pave the way for your success in reaching those points. With this inspiration, I will close this episode. I hope you've learned some incredibly valuable skills that will propel you forward at work. Once you're able to eliminate these saboteurs from your email and text, you will then begin to start cutting it out of your verbal vocabulary. And it is very enlightening to see your communication skills mature in this capacity. Remember, this is a two-part series, so make sure you also listen to last week's episode, which discussed reaching equal footing with your colleagues by eliminating a particular phrase. All right, Vert Force, that is it for this episode. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe, rate our podcast, and leave us a review. We really love hearing from you. If you need to find the show notes, which include all of the resources we discussed in this episode, you can find those at vertforce.us. Guys, I'm serious when I say we want to hear from you. If you have an idea for an episode or a question, email us at support at vertforce.us. As a reminder, all content associated with the Vertforce podcast is the intellectual property of Vertforce LLC. All right, catch you next week.